Oh, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Giving My Points podcast. I'm your host, Angry Donis. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Locke. What's happening, bro? What's going on, man? And we also got another guest joining us. Uh, he filled in for me on a previous episode. We have Mr. Eric. He's back in the house with us. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Making it, making it. Like I say, as usual, we want to invite you to join the P3 Discord, the Picks, Plays, and Parlays. Link is in the description below. So, let's get into this episode. Right. It's getting getting towards the end, you know. College football is done. So, the NFL is slowly winding down. I think we have about five more games left in the season. And, you know, it's getting towards that stretch. Whereas, you know, as they say, you know, the pretenders are contenders. It's going to get sorted out. Who y'all think going to make the biggest stride towards this last stretch of the season? Uh, I personally think the Bengals and the Dolphins are going to make the biggest stride going into the uh, postseason. You know, even with the Dolphins coming off that big loss, I feel like they're going to bounce back and get back on a winning streak. Bengals, they're, they pretty much have all their offensive weapons back. I think Joe Mixon is supposed to play this Sunday for what I read earlier. Uh, yeah, them two, those two teams are the two teams I'm looking forward to to, to win the rest of the season, getting ready for the postseason. I believe I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Niners. That's biased. And this one right here, a lot of people are not going to like. But uh, I'm looking at the Cowboys. So you go. Cowboys, I believe they're going to get – hey, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm a Niner blooder. So we're going to be biased. with the Niners blood like that. We're going to be but, biased, and you're going to pick the team that y'all beat in the playoffs last year. Y'all know y'all hey, two man. got bad blood. <laughs> hey, you know, I've never liked the Cowgirls. But their defense is playing just like out of sight right now, man. This Michael Parson, this this kid here, he he's unstoppable right now. And their, their, their secondary is starting to come around. So I think with Dak, how he's been playing now, I think that they got a good chance to at least get into the second round of the playoffs this year. Just hopefully they don't they don't meet the Niners where we'll, you know, knock them out as normal. Yeah, I mean, them two, I know they got uh, some bad blood going off of that last playoff game last year and with that terrible last drive and clock management they had. So, I mean, if they do play y'all, that is going to be a big game because I know the Cowboys going to try to prove that they was they could have beat y'all last season, but coming out the NFC, I mean, I could see them two going far. I also see the Eagles making that big push as well. I mean, they're eleven and one, and they don't look like they slowing down no time soon. Eagles beat the Titans so bad they fired their coach. <laughs> man, I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I was high on the Forty ers man, but with with Jimmy G going down, it kind of took a little wind out my sail picking them. But I, I could definitely get with you on the Cowboys, uh, man. Um, I know I, I read the story the other day with ESPN that their analytic machine or whatever had picked the Cowboys with the best probability of, you know, winning the whole thing. Now, I can't go that far yeah. because of the last 25 years with them, you know, <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. They do look to be clicking on all cylinders, you know, on both sides of the ball. So you can't deny that. And they're doing a um, double running as game. For, right. 
because I mean, you know, if you've been watching football, you know, most people who've been watching them play, Tony Pollard been out playing Zeke the past yes, three years. He has, yeah, hundred so, percent agreed. You know, so I mean, with this being said, Zeke has had a pretty good season, but you know, running backs don't last long in this league, especially in this era now. Um, on the AFC, I gotta agree with you with the Bengals, man. Um, they really turned it around. They started protecting Joe Burrow more. Uh, he's getting that ball out quicker. They really been the team that's been charging. Um, man, the team I'm saying that might be in trouble is uh the Ravens, man. Yeah, they yeah. The Ravens, they quick. can't slip up. Bingo's yeah. knocking on that right, uh, Lamar door. Lamar need to go and sit it down. I mean, technically, <laughs> sit it down. I mean, technically, man, that that um, AFC East might get three teams in the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah, it's pro- that's probably you know, what's gonna happen. I mean, as it stands right now, Jets, Dolphins, and Bills will be in if the season ended right now. And you know, as we get towards the end, it's gonna be a lot of conferences beating up on each other, and that's how it's gonna get sorted. And the Bills, man, that was. Consensus supposed to be the team that go to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen went MVP, but no thing is paper champions. They've been dealing with injuries, and that's been handicapping them. Yeah, correct. But also with the Bengals, you got to understand that last year, or if y'all remember last year, this is when they started clicking. December, that's when things start start to roll for them to get them, you know, get them into right, that playoff right. push, getting them to the Super Bowl. So Joe Burrow, like I told Lockable Lies. Man, dude look good. He does. And he looked unfazed. That uh last play. Oh, yeah, he's definitely not afraid of the moment. I mean, I guess he's used to getting hit so much, you know, you ought to get comfortable after so long. <laughs> he looked good yeah, out they, there. They man. was letting that man get get towed back. <laughs> yeah, he had the highest oh, sacks you know, in a year last year. He was sacked the most right. last year. I think he's up there this year, ain't Jets, he? Jets, man. Yep. Um, he should be up there, yeah. Because the beginning of the season, it was terrible. It was terrible for them. Hell, mid seasons, he mid season, they were looking at about a hundred, hundred and one sacks this year for him. That's, That's how bad ridiculous. the offensive lines was. That's ridiculous. I mean, they did kind of upgrade it, but they still need like maybe one more guy, or one or two guys to help out. But it's better than what it was last year. In the yeah. AFC, man, I. I I hate to say it, but I just can't go away from my homes. My homeboy be on, man. And he do tricks and throws that you just don't see. So mm-hmm. even though the Bengals got their number, I, I got to roll with my homes, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. KC's, I mean, KC's a team we just know is going to do well in the playoffs. But honestly, I just do not see them having a better offensive team than the Dolphins for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mahomes and Kelsey going they they just like a match made in heaven. They going to score at will when they want. But them Dolphins, man, if them boys clicking, them boys clicking. I think they were exposed, man, man, but you know. I think I think the Dolphins, you know, the were just Dolphins exposed. man, it's about health. It's about staying healthy, man. They they got that quarterback. He's another one of the ones that, you know, I'm like, bro, he's undersized. He's undersized for this league, man, to take all them hits. You know, the bulk mm-hmm. up some and, a little bit. you know, 
from what we saw early in the season, man, this dude has been taking some devastating hits. Yeah, and it seemed like they only facts. happened to them. Got his back bent against the Texans. That terrible injury. Uh, what team that was? It was a few weeks back. I mean, we all know he, uh, he was out for a while for a concussion. His licks have been pretty brutal this season. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what he could do to try to prevent that, but but he's still. I mean, he's still seeing. I mean, he's still hearing ghosts because when the Niners started started blitzing, you know, he started getting rid of that ball. His his throws was off cue. He was throwing the ball ahead of time. You know, he wasn't giving the receivers the time. I mean, the time to get to the ball, get into their uh, route. So. I still believe he still got a little shell shock there, man. Nobody's bringing that heat towards him, but the Niners did. So I think they kind of exposed him a little bit. Well, I guess any man would really have ghosts if you uh, almost lost your career early this season yeah. from a hit like that. So I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> blame him for running, uh, doing that. But they did have some missing offensive linemen for that game. But yeah, I, that's probably the main reason why he's seeing ghosts is because he almost lost his career. Well, he could have lost his career early earlier this season. I agree with that 100%. I mean, you know, and like I said, going to the NFC, it is basically a two-horse race between Philly and uh, Dallas. Right. Um, You know, like I said, Philly, a lot of people are bringing up, yeah, they're 11-1, but who have they really played? I'm like, hey, man, they can't pick their schedule in the NFL. But their strength of schedule, I think, was ranked like 27th. Yeah, it wasn't While Dallas's was ranked in the top, I think they were like 11th. So, you know, with the analytics and all that other stuff. But um, I, I'm I'm saying, man, Dallas, Dallas got a coaching problem and they got a Dallas problem. <laughs> uh, you know. They they've they've had the teams these past years. They've had the teams with the players to where you think they can get it done, but they just haven't been able to do it. It's always been one thing where it's mismanagement of the clock. You know, last year Dak he couldn't get that ball down, give it to the ref, so they ran out of time. It's always you know some stuff like that. You go back to when it was Romo and Dez, yeah, the catch that wasn't a catch, right. yeah. So it's always one of those things that's going to get in the way of Dallas. But I mean, you, you can't deny what you see. Right. You know they've been playing well. Yeah. They they've playing well on both sides of the ball. So we we're gonna see how that turns out. But it's basically a, a race between Philly and Dallas, and um and you can throw in Frisco in there. They I was real high on them, but with their quarterback going down, I'm just like, ah. You gotta see how he but plays. Shanahan has been able, you know, he's been able to get stuff done. Where the quarterback has really been a non-issue, you know, but Dom, it doesn't you mean a dynamic quarterback to be like go win us the game. That's how that's how we play, Dom. We play the running game, the the mix and match, the R, RPOs. Our quarterback don't really throw the ball much unless we have to. So I have to say, the Niners, man, it it doesn't matter to me who we put at quarterback. It's just that can they run the scheme in which Shanahan is put in play? And if he can do that, man, the rest our defense is gonna hold us. Yeah, you got a good defense. Y'all secondary is kind of questionable, but yeah. you got a strong D line as uh, safeties and linebackers. I agree 100% on that. But I believe Philly, I hate to say this, and I don't know why I am not as high on Philly as everyone else is, but I believe that they're going to they're gonna sputter. They're going to hit the playoffs and they're going to sputter. 
somebody's going to take him out. And it's going to be an early, an early uh, ticket home. Man, you think so? I, mean, I believe so, man. It would have to be a big powerhouse team like the Niners or the Cowboys to do that because, let's be honest, the rest of the NFC isn't that great except the NFC East. I mean, you got Washington and uh, Cowboys and them, but like you, you got you need them big powerhouses like the Niners and Cowboys. Those, well, in Washington, really, that are going to give you a challenge. See, like the Bucks, the Bucks not going to have a chance in the playoffs. I'm sorry, that that's just not going to happen. No, they did. And I don't know what happened to uh, Mike Evans, bro. It's like he he just he lost all his juice, man. He can't catch the ball. Uh, I don't know. You got the himself. yips or what? Right. He got he got the money. He got the bag. Money. <laughs> that cool. bag seemed to give them that. I mean, <laughs> he got the bag and stuff, but I mean, that dude has been consistent for years. And he was just, you know, going back to that Carolina game, he was just dropping wide open passes where it's like that was easy, you know, catches for him. And he just dropped it and he hadn't been the same since. But that's been the team's moment. That's how the team's been playing all year, though. Like they've had wide receivers dropping balls all year. Like this ain't no new issue. Like this has been a year long issue. And I mean, there's a bunch of videos of Brady getting upset, telling his receivers to catch the ball. But it's like, you know, it's just not catching it. Things not, this thing is not the same. Yeah, he, hadn't, he hadn't been on. Yeah, he hadn't been on himself as well. He he's been missing wide open passes to man, receivers. Do, do, do so you blame him, man? The man got pictures with AB and his wife. What do you? Do you oh blame man, him? that's a legend, man. I, don't, that's a <laughs> I can't, man. Hey, AB, AB a wild boy, man. A wild AB a wild boy. Bro. I don't know what he on, bro. That's a I'm whole different saying. ball game. That man, hey, that man might be thinking about Giselle and AB, man. He can't, he can't see the receivers right now. Hey, man. Hey, bro. AB. AB is on a whole nother level. <laughs> like, I mean, that dude basically just peaced out on his whole NFL career last year. Yep. Took his jersey off and Middle of the game. was like, to hell with this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen that before. But, yeah, Brady, man, this is his last time playing with Tampa Bay. If he plays another year, it won't be in Tampa. Who, for Brady? Is it? Yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, I don't think if he plays another year, he's not going to play in Tampa. Well, Brady already confirmed it's not his last year. I remember saying that in the uh, press conference. He already said he's coming back next year, but you think he's not going to stay in Tampa? Where where he going to go? Where he going to go? Got me, because I don't know who would want what we're seeing out on the field right now, because Brady does not look like Tom Brady. That's you know, maybe saying. maybe for the time has come in and tap hey, him on bro. the shoulder, man. Hey. But, I mean, his name is – he's still hey. Tom Brady, but it got, still. Hey, it got another team in Florida that boy might go play for me. Come on, Jacksonville? <laughs> nope. 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 Not Miami. I'm talking – yeah. No. Oh, I'm talking about – I'm talking about that city. <laughs> I'm talking about that city where Will Smith made that song say, I'm going to Miami. There's no way they're going to do two of that dirty, dog. There's no way. That two has only lost one game. That's not happening. That cannot happen, bro. bro. You cannot tell me. If that happens, that is the biggest snub in history of mankind. Cheetah? 
Cheetah and Waddle Waddle for one season, it's like, bro, you want a championship? Bro. You want to go against Bill to get that championship? Bro. Come on, bro. That's the that's the only way to go out, no, bro. No, man, that's not happening. He was trying to do two. it this year if they win the block. Okay. I can they win the block with him and Sean trash, But two was only lost one game that he's played, and that was last week. He's, okay, he lost. He lost. That's his first game. He lost, but you know he won Reese's pieces away from being <laughs> carted off that field, and we may never see him again. Well, yeah, if that if keep that, it one hundred, bro. If that happens, then yeah, go get Tom Brady. But if two is healthy and fine, then no, there's no reason to get this. Okay, okay, look at this. Would you take? Would you take the possibility of Tua for the next three years, or would you take one year with Tom? Tua with that team. Tua, I'm you crazy. I'm going with Tom. Bro, Tom is done. Tom gonna bring home that chip. No. You're gonna bring home that chip. You crazy. No. No, no, no. You crazy, bro. No. No. We are not with those players, bro. We're not gonna just discredit uh to a uh to a season. I'm not speaking bad on them, but you gotta understand that they blocked Brady from going there this year. Because him and Sean Payton was going this year if the if the coach wouldn't have, you know, dropped the dime on everybody. If Brady goes to the Dolphins, two is leaving a hundred percent. He's out. Of big game that okay, man. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. He ain't he ain't playing in Tampa. That boy might just mosey mosey on down south. Okay, well, go to Miami. Okay, well, why not Dallas then? If Sean Payne go to Dallas, might as well go there then. Man, if they didn't pay Dak that money, Tom would be in Dallas. <laughs> All about the paper, baby. You heard what you, you seen what Jerry Jones just done to OBJ. Man, that ain't about to happen. No man, but I mean with that, I, I'm just like, bro, OBJ, man, I don't I don't know what these teams expect they're gonna get out of OBJ. You know, that's a wide receiver who, you know, another year, that's his third time having an ACL repair surgery, man. I don't know what they're gonna expect. You're not going to get the same dynamic OBJ. I mean, he's going to be out there giving it his all, but I mean, bro, that time off and those surgeries, it's going to take a toll on that man's body. Right. I agree. I agree. But he, if it wasn't for him last year against the Niners, they wouldn't have won. Yeah. Well, he yeah. was the difference maker in that game. He was the one running under, even though they had Cooper Cup. He was the one that when we were double covering Cooper, he was catching them them love five and unders, and he was he was running with them. I mean, there's that, but Jimmy G did throw that uh, interception, so you know. Well, that's Jimmy G. He do Jimmy G things. <laughs> <laughs> he got to give you one, man. If nothing else, he give me one every week. I'm hoping Purdy hasn't picked up that uh that issue. We'll see. Ain't better hope so. <laughs> so our guys yeah, this week so. we're running with um the games that I think gonna be the like tonight I don't I don't even know how this game became well I guess never mind Super Bowl champs never mind I answer my own damn question with that one how did this game even become a Thursday night game because this is nobody want to watch this crap man I think it was all because of all that hype they had on the Raiders preseason. They thought the AFC West was going to be the best division in the whole, you know, in the whole NFL. That's what they thought. So 
with the, with them doing all that, they were scheduling like, oh yeah, we're gonna have the Raiders. That's why the Broncos had all those primetime games because they thought, oh, it's gonna be so competitive. We're gonna have the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and it's been straight garbage. It has been. It's it's been a rough season. I know. I'm tired of looking at the Broncos team personally. If they don't show them for the rest of the season, I'll be okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they keep getting flexed out of primetime games, man. Nobody wants to see them. Right. I don't think they they haven't scored over 24 points this whole season. That's three touchdowns and a field goal. They haven't gotten past that the whole season. They got rumbles in the rumbles in that locker room, state man. They they trying to uplift Russ. They don't like him. They don't like the way that he responds and how he's handling situations at uh in Denver. He's too calm. He's too calm about this. He shouldn't be this calm for this losing record. Russ said he got to give him some time to yeah, be able to man. get on his feet. Man, you... I I mean I'm gonna tell you it's 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 a you know hey maybe it's just a downtime for us, but I think it's mainly that coach. Um, that coach is going after this year. He's done. He's done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, what is he Hackett in his second Hackett. or third year of He's his done. contract? No, it's his first year. He's oh. a new coach. Uh, oh yeah, because this is the coach that they thought was uh they were gonna get Aaron Rodgers with. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he yeah he didn't done his one and done. He's out of there. Yeah, I I, I can't see him coming back, man, because this has been a disaster for the Broncos team. Um, you got rid of your best player with a uh, Chubb. You traded him to the Dolphins. Uh, you let go. You started running back Melvin Gordon because I mean partially him because he was fumbling the ball, but he was mean mugging Russ most of the side most of the year on the sideline. So. You got two wide outs that just can't seem to touch the ball on a consistent basis. It's been a disaster. It's because he can't get it to him. I mean, he has the receivers. He had some decent running backs. I mean, excluding the fumbles from Melvin Gordon. But, you know, I don't know. I don't think this may not just be the offensive scheme he's used to. Because, I mean, past couple of years, he's just been running around a lot. Because Seattle's old line wasn't that great. But... Bronco, they hyped the Broncos up way too much this season, way too well, much. I'm gonna tell you, his his bad playing has made Pete Carroll look like a coaching genius, right? Yeah, and made him look great. Mm-hmm. But the Vikings, man, bro, that's that's been kind of surprising to see them because it's like, bro, that's a ten and two team, and you're telling me that they bogus as hell, man. like a lot of people, you know. Like like we mentioned before in the previous episode, the Detroit Lions are two and a half point favorite right. against a ten and two team. How can that be? Trap game, trap game. Yeah, I was gonna say that has to be man. There's no way. I mean, even though people like don't like to give Cousins his props, Cousins do his thing. He do enough to make yeah. sure he win. This that's the thing. Mm. I don't know about this defense is bailing him out these past couple weeks. The Bills, the defense bailed him out. Patriots, the uh, defense bailed him out. Last week, the defense bailed him out. And, like, their wins are so close margin, it's ridiculous. I don't think they really had a blowout game this season, if, I, if I'm 
remember correctly. People are underestimating them. I think I think they're okay, man. I, you know, they're not a great, great, great team, but I think they're good enough to mm. at least make a little noise in the in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, we get the good. I think, like, like I said, going going to just this game is to me with that line is a is strictly an indictment on Kirk Cousins and his ability that they don't have faith in them. Right. And, you know, when it comes to playoff games, that's prime time. And he don't do Kirko well. does not play well in prime time. He don't play well in prime time. But Detroit defense been moving, man. Detroit. I mean, the boys been hitting and moving. Detroit haven't been losing, like, blowouts. They've been losing, like, real close games. Detroit lost by four to them early. Yeah, they can put season. up points. Yeah, they can put up points on you now. Um, it's it's crazy that you know Dan Campbell was able to get the usage out of Jared Goff, right? Yeah, uh, the way he's been doing. I mean, because you know we always thought, oh man, it's a joke. They got stuck with that contract and Jared Goff, but I mean, it's hey working. man, they making a uh, chicken. They making chicken salad out of chicken shit with uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> there you go. And those guys believing, man. They believing. And it's, right. it's, it's crazy to see. But Detroit is due, man. I mean, they've been bad for so long, so they do a good something, man. I mean, they got the running back. The running backs are ridiculous back there. You know, Jamal Williams, Swift, them, them boys back there toting the pill well. Right. Williams has 14 touchdowns on the yeah. season, might I add, which is wild. Yeah, as lead as leading NFL. Like, and then they just got back. Uh, believe Jameson Williams is his name, the guy from Alabama, coming off of that ACL uh-huh. tear. So whenever he gets back healthy, I heard he's been doing well in practice. He's been dominating them boys in practice. So whenever he gets back in the swing of things, I'm sure that'll uh add a good asset for uh St. Brown out there. So I mean, they got a few more pieces they need to uh fill in, but they're getting it together. It's not as bad as last season. Right. But that, I mean, some somebody else that's not getting the, uh, their props, that Rook, what is his name, Henson? Oh, yeah. They're, uh, yeah, yeah. He's been what balling. Is, what, what is the, oh, man, I can't think of the young man's name. Oh, you talking about the guy from Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, kid, I think it's uh, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. 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 There you go. There you go. Number 97, I think his name is. D.N.? That, yeah, that kid been yeah, balling, yeah. man. You know, people ain't giving him his props, but that kid's been balling, man. I think he's having a great season. He put pressure on the defense like no other, yeah. you know. And he's playing. I hate to say it, but he's playing like like, like he's Michael Plus. The dude is balling. Yeah. So, he, I mean, he he has been playing well. I mean, he's a rook, and I looked at they had. I'm going to reference Hard Knocks again. But I watched the um, hard knocks they had the Detroit Lions on for the you know the preseason and everything, and that's where they had that guy uh, Rodriguez, but they called him Rodrigo. Uh-huh. Um, this guy was basically a late late round draft pick. Correct. He played so well in the preseason, and he got him. You know, he made it on the roster, and he he makes plays and stuff. But it's just guys like that that help build a foundation on the team to where it's like you know the Detroit Lions have been a joke for the past few years, but now. They got guys buying in and just do your job. Don't there try to go. go beyond that. And, you know, those W's start coming. They Correct. start coming to you. And that's what I'm agreeing to on that. They, I mean, that's the biggest deal. They're buying into this coach, that this coach has that fire in him 
that they support. Right. You know what I mean? So they're willing to go out there and ball out. You know, these kids, I mean, these kids, I think Detroit defense is a really good defense. They're a piece or two away from being like a dominant defense, but I think they're really good defense and can hold up with anyone that's out there. I don't know about the secondary, but that linebacker core and that D-line looks good. They do. And that's what builds a team, man. And, and you know, I guess we got we got to get these predictions, man. Um, who y'all got coming out of the NFC? Now, I know it's going to be some bias oh, here. It's going to be major bias. You'll be the 49ers fan. But, but <laughs> in, all, in all actuality. Come on, man. Hey, don't knock him out. Okay, Hey, hey, take take your forty nine the forty nine er gang flag out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who do you really think is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? Where is it? Arizona this year, down in Arizona. Who is it going to be? Man, it's a hard one because you know you got some Cinderella stories that can come out and knock some people out. Like um, I, I believe the Commanders is going to be a Cinderella story if they get in there. I think they're going to be one of dangerous teams to knock one of these good teams out. But to represent the NFC, I mean, I got to go against my I, – I, I hate to say it, but it, it got to be the Eagles if I have to go off Oof. the records. But if I'm if I'm going with my heart, man, it's going to be the Niners because they can control – well, I know, I know that. Well, we knew, I know we that. knew that answer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look. Hey, hey, you can't fault me from being a true Niner fan, man. Hey but man, them commanders are going to be cheap. I know that. Oh, we already know who he's going with too. Who me for the NFC? Yeah. Uh, mm. I totally do not like picking this team just because you know I I mm. despise. This I team. know I know it, it hurts your heart to say it, don't. Mm-hmm. I, don't I, don't I say rest- it, man. Don't say it. They got I too say- many false prophets out there. Don't say it. I think Dallas. I think Dallas is going to represent the oh. NFC. <laughs> it hurt. It hurts my heart to even oh. say that, man. Because my team is oh, nowhere near. Dallas fans, man, oh. you Dallas fans are going to enjoy that statement, man. But man, I feel like they have the team this year to actually do something. And I feel like they can upset the Philly. They can compete with uh, Giants. They're going to really compete against the Niners. That'll probably be their biggest match uh, game if they get to play against each other. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys for the NFC this year, sadly. Wow. Man. I hate to say That's that. But... So <laughs> How about them Cowboys? That sucks. Bruh, I know that one hurt. It bro. did. It did. You know what? Where you going, Dom? Say with a lot me. Of would agree, a lot of people would agree with you, but I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, my brother. I can't do it, my brother. I'm going to say it's Philly. I'm going to say Philly, okay, and the Philly. reason I'm going to say that not just to be, yeah, not to be just contrarian that I, you know, the Cowboys because I give them their respect. They do look like a dangerous team, but I think Philly, Philly got something in them, man. They they got a determination. They got kind of that swag that they've been picking up steam along the season to where they like, yo, we should be winning these games. We can win these games. And I think Jalen Hurts got that chip on his shoulder. He's a Q, so he got that dog in him. Mm-hmm. Plus five. So I think Philly's 
yeah, I think thank you, get my points. I think Philly is going to represent the NFC when it comes to the Super Bowl. It's gonna be tough though, but if they show up that um that number one seed and get the only buy, you know, the only buy week in the playoffs, I do believe it's gonna be Philly. But I mean, I I, I hate to say it, but Dallas is Dallas is damn close to it though. <laughs> I'll remind y'all of this this conversation when we're in the playoffs when them Niners are killing people. I mean, the only reason why I'm doing this is because they don't have Jimmy G no more. So, oh, that's okay. I mean, we're going to have to see how this guy, I'm going to have to see how this quarterback plays. But, yeah, it hurts me to uh, say the uh, Cowboys. That, that, that's hurtful. <laughs> but the bad part is, again, people really – just disrespect Kirk Cousins, man. I mean, he's ten and two. Uh, but them ten, them ten wins. Like, if you look at him, you kind of like, eh. Do we really want to call them wins, or do we want to call them bailouts? A lot of them are bailouts. Call them what you want to call them, but I call them a W. I mean, yeah, he got his W's, but his stats don't lie. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> stats don't lie. He's not good in prime time, and playoffs are all prime time games. So I get it. I get it. I mean, if him and Jefferson got a good connection, it can work. I just you got to have something special to where it's like we need that guy to go with us this game. And to me, Kirk Cousins has not proved that. Of course, he had the one game where you know he's like, "You like that?" But it's like, man, that's that's only a few, right? The guy, he he's he's going to have to get it done and, and put his stamp to where it's like, yo, I'm that dude. Give me my respect. Because the thing about it, either way, that dude has made a whole lot of money. <laughs> Banking on himself. He has. And being in the right position at the right time. Oof. But I, I just. I know his angel love him. I just can't see it, man, because they, they couldn't. They go up against a team with a good defense and, you know, they doubling up on Jefferson. And that's a wrap for him. Yeah, that, uh, a great, a good defense will handle it. You know, if they can shut down Jefferson, okay. then okay. that offense isn't potent no more. Yeah, it's not as potent. Yeah, yeah. Y'all say what you want to say. No, AFC is the one that's going to be the hard one. Yeah, yeah everybody like said I'm losing to Dallas. Now, when it comes to the AFC, who do y'all think are going to represent? The American Football Conference. Who's Ooh. gonna be in Arizona? Mm. Yeah, I got. It. I'm stuck between two teams here. Two. Okay. And I feel like you may have an idea of the two teams that I'm stuck between. I'm stuck between Miami and Cincinnati. I knew it. Mm. I like Joe. You are really sold on Miami, man. Hey, man. I feel like they gonna Stop find them. a way to win that uh division. They gonna take the uh first spot. Oof. Buffalo gonna get that uh second seed in that uh division. But I I'm gonna just I think Burrow gonna find his way back in there again. You know, Ooh. I mean, he did come off of uh Super Bowl last year. He's gonna have a tough road again this year to the Super Bowl, but. Like, I mean, they were the Cinderella team last year. They weren't expected to go far, especially beat Kansas City. I think Joe Burrow could get it done. If the offense is uh, good to get all their weapons back, going into the playoffs, everybody's healthy. I feel like they got a great, good shot. 
I'm gonna roll with them old hard head bills. Ooh. Rolling with the bills, baby. Okay. Rolling with okay. the, the okay. quarterback that think he a running back. He always find a way to make it happen, man. I think the Bills can make it happen. Man. Okay, okay. I, I can kind of give it to the Bills, but them injuries, man, they injured Devon Miller, them losing him for the season, bro. Yeah. That, that that put a that put a hard a dampening on that for them for me. Um my pick. I'm gonna have to ride on that water with lock, bro. What? I think the Bengals, man, they too hot to handle. <laughs> Come on, to handle. man. I think, I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals are gonna win that division mm-hmm. because these Ravens have been playing with fire, and with these games that they've been winning, they they probably should have been, you know, been losses. Uh, Lamar's health is gonna be in the question, and they just don't have the offensive firepower to me to compete with Buffalo, with Kansas City, with Cincinnati. Um, like I say, you know, you could be high at the beginning of the season, but you just need to be high at the right time of the season. Right. And, you know, the playoffs is one and done. You better be able to do what you got to do. And Cincinnati is roaring. They roaring loud, man. So y'all Kansas just not going to have no respect, respect with the Chiefs, huh? Just screw my homes, I mean, huh? Man, Kansas I mean, City. Kansas City is Kansas City. I, I do, but at the same time, at the same time, they got 60, 11 wide receivers out there. They don't know who they want to throw the ball to because they That's all good. know Kelsey going to get right. That's good. <laughs> but the only team in the yeah. AFC that can really get down with them has been the Bengals, which is Joe Cool. Right. So I'm thinking that's going to be the AFC matchup again. It's going to be a tough game. I think game. they're going to face off again this year. That'll be like three years in a row. Bengals, Bengals no. You, you – you put a lid where you get out to Mahomes, put that pressure on him, and then after you put that pressure, you keep him off the field, Mahomes is neutralized. Right. Mahomes boy has proven himself over and over again. And, you know, we look at Joe Burrow from the from the boot like like he from here, like family, but got to keep it real, man. It's, it's hard to put my money down, to, you know, against Mahomes. Mahomes boy has proven himself over and over and over again. Yeah, we're gonna have to see how that plays. Yeah, out. And you know what? They very well, they very well might be in Arizona. But right now, I think them Bengals, man, them Bengals got something for any and everybody, man. They hit they hitting their stride at the right time of the season. Right. I'll take it. But but, but lock, but you you with them dolphins, bro. I, I just do not <laughs> have the same faith in them as uh as you do, brother. Man, that offense, bro. We gonna they watch. They gonna they gonna surprise us all, man. I'm telling you, they gonna surprise us all. They are. They get. They gonna lose <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> they yeah, gonna surprise we de- us all. We definitely, like you say, we definitely gonna get to it, and we gonna watch and check it out. Now another another topic I wanted to touch on this episode is uh. Going back to college football, uh, the transfer transfer portal. Right now, there are currently over 2,000 players in the transfer portal where they're looking to take their talents to another team. Right. And I think, you know, with that being said, we just need to stop with the whole guise of college football is an amateur sport. 
let's just say it, man. It's the semi pros, man. It's, it it's just it's the development league for the NFL. These guys move and conduct themselves like a business. That's why these players are in the transfer portal the way you're like, didn't this guy play for this one school? Well, he didn't get enough playing time, so you're looking for another one. Okay, go. man, that's just like a free agency, bro. I don't know why they they think, you know, oh, it's amateurs. They shouldn't be taking this serious and blah, 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 blah. People have a problem with it, but I'm like, bro, you know, you have these guys where these kids may commit to a school coach get a better opportunity and leave why can't the player do it and now they exercise that option and a lot of people find a point of contention i'm just like let's just peel the top back college football is the nfl development league that's right what's y'all take on the transfer portal uh i mean like you said i mean uh regarding the you're not getting enough playing time i use schools like alabama we all know alabama's a big time school with Nick Saban there. So if you go there, you kind of like, if you play good, you getting drafted. But Alabama gets a lot of four or five-star recruits that is too many stars on the team that there's not enough playing time for uh for each other to uh, participate on the field. So with that, you know, the, the exercising that right of the transfer portal to work – work it out and find a new team that maybe might give them uh, some playing time, like maybe another D1 going from Alabama to LSU or Auburn or Florida, things of that nature. I agree with that 100%, but I believe the the transfer portal, what it's going to do is it's going to make a lot of conferences a lot more uh, competitive. And what I mean by that is, all these four stars and five stars that's going to these big schools like a Alabama or LSU or Florida or USC, what's happening is they're going, they're coming in as freshmen, but you got a sophomore ahead of you. So this sophomore about to play two more years before you even get seen. These right. young kids, like, I'm not trying to hear that. So this is what we're going to do. You got, you got four, four and five stars here that I got to wait, right? No longer do I have to wait. I'm getting in this portal, and I'm going to a team that I'll be able to be seen. So I love the business aspect of, aspect of it because it is a business. These people have been making billions of dollars off these people back for a long time. So now that this right. portal is open, I feel that it's only fair that that employee has a right to choose its employer, if that makes sense. So on, on that realm... I believe that the transfer portal is great, but I'll tell you this, Dom and Locke, they won't, they're going to make adjustments to it after this year because Deion Sanders has changed this game for these young men, changed their mind and showed them that they can actually work together and be successful. So now this portal is going to go crazy, but yet the people that own the portal, want to, they're going to have to try to control this thing. So I believe right. I believe there's going to be a lot of changes coming down the road. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, with Dion leaving, a lot of players have been transferring, trying to get to Colorado and play under him, which is cool and all. But piggybacking off of what you said of them coming in as freshmen and you have a sophomore ahead of you, these kids these days are trying to get in the league as fast as possible. They trying to get seen. They need highlights. The longer you wait, you know, you never know what could happen. So they trying to get it in as fast as possible to uh, potentially get drafted in the NFL. Well, that's where the NIL deal come in at. 
You know, you get a five-star freshman that comes in as behind a sophomore, and they're trying to make money because they came from the hood. They came from poverty. They're trying to make it and take care of their family. Hey, man, I'm going to put this couple couple millions of dollars in your pocket to hold you off for a year or so to make sure, you know, you still straighten your mom and your kid and your brother and sister straight. But next year, we're going to use you a little bit more. I think that's where the NIL deals come into play because with all the NIL deals that's out there. That's the next thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say that was the next thing that, you know, how, what what do y'all think that's going to, how that's going to play into it? Because, you know, big bank going to take little bank because, you know, you may have a kid that's saying, you know, well, I'm going to go to, let's say I'm going to go to UCLA. And then, you know, big bank come and say, hey, baby, what you want to sit behind this guy for two years for when we could pay you $500,000 cash over the next three years if you come play with us now? Because, I mean, that's going to happen. Yeah. That's why I say it's basically just take the top off and just call it free agency. That's right. Because, you know, that money going to talk. When you got a team like Texas, their operating budget, what they generate in revenue is tremendous. Mm-hmm. They have boosters and alumni and stuff where it's nothing for them to write a check for $2 million for 10 players each. Correct. You know what I'm saying? $2 million for 10 each. It's nothing for them to do that. And so that's why I agree with you. They are going to make more rule changes. They're going to make more stipulations to limit those players and everything. And I guess, you know, to try to make it fair and balanced because it's some schools out here with that big money. And it's, not, it's nothing for them to throw that money out there. Then you're just going to have, you know, all the money at the top. But you got to understand the only right. reason why they want to, they're going to try to control it is because now you have assets. You have more assets this way. Like you said, people with the big money, like in Texas, we can go out and get these kids, take care of these kids and make sure that they're good to sit in the back until it's time for them to shine. So they're going to make money off the backs of them no matter what. So that's why I'm a hundred percent for the portal. I believe that as an employee for a company, I should be able to choose my employer. And if it's going to be, if I'm going on off of money basis, I'm going to the biggest bidder. But if I'm trying to make it to the league, I'm going to go to a school where I'm going to make a little money to take care of my family, but also be able to get to the league like I want to. I mean, but that's the thing with uh, athletes. I mean, you got two aspects, like you just said. Either do I take money now and kind of chill for a while, or am I, or is my objective solely to get in the league? Because, I mean, let's be real. Not every college player like has their eyes set on going to the uh the draft or going to the league. But you got some guys that actually have their minds set on going to the league by any means possible. So they you do have two aspects to play off that like I take a little little less money than what I would at another school, but I'll be able to play and maybe get to the league. While as another school give you a lot more money but you have to sit a little while but your chance of going to the league die a little bit. I agree with that 100%. I, I love that view. There's only a certain well, I, amount of people making. It as, it, yeah, that, that I'm looking at it as well because they're going to want to make big changes, but I, I think they kind of blow it out of proportion because it is going to only affect, let's say, the top 20% of players with the NIL money. That's only going to affect a, a, a certain few, whether it be, um, of course, you know, the position of quarterback, maybe a wide receiver, maybe a lineman. But it's only going to be for the elite guys that's going to be able to really benefit from it. 
So with that being said, is the transfer portal is it is it doing good? Because like I say, it's two thousand kids in there that's like, yo, I'm putting my name out here. If y'all want me, come and give me see, you know, I can come to your school for a visit and whatnot. Why not? I think it's only fair that they have that choice. If they're not going to play at these big-time colleges that want to recruit them and they really, really want to get on that field and ball, why can't they make that decision to be able to go to that another school just like an employer or as they can, as they say on a football field, Coach Saban has said very clearly, this is a business. I can, I can take your scholarship from you and give it to someone else. So why can't they say, okay, no problem. Now I can get rid of you and go to A&M or whatever it may be. So I think I think the portal is in right. a great position right now for both people. Right. Yeah. Well, even with that as well, I mean, you have the two aspects of either take less money or take more money. But then there's also an aspect of uh, players wanting to transfer to a team because of a coach. Such so I'll use Dion for example. So, like, you know, Dion just went to Colorado or whatever. So a lot of big uh, star recruits are trying to transfer to his team to play with Dion. So you do have that to think about as well. Some players try to move due to coaching and opportunities they may provide for. That's the ones that want to go to the league. Because if nothing else, you know that that person is tried and true. Dion is the greatest cornerback to ever play in the NFL. So you know he knows how to get there. He knows what to do. He knows how to teach you what you need to learn to get to that next level. So, yeah, if that's your goal, getting to that NFL, then, yeah, that's where I want to be. I want to be with somebody that's already been, you know, tried and true to this and know how to get in there and know what to do. Think about it. Jackson State has the second most jerseys, football jerseys, in college, only behind Oregon. So... I mean, think about this. What what HBCU fly and have American Airlines got a plane just for them? None. You know what I mean? So he brought he he brought a whole different aspect to the swag and showed them how power fives roll. So these young kids seeing this and like, you know what, I want to roll with somebody that roll like that and give me the respect I deserve, but yet gonna teach me what I need to learn to be able to get to that next level. I agree. That's how I see it anyway. Right. All right. Well, like I say, yeah, that, that's, since you brought them up, you know, that's going to be our next subject, uh, topic of our next subject is uh, Coach Pride, man. You know, that he's been in headlines ever since this past Saturday on his decision to leave Jackson State and take the Colorado University's job. And a lot of people have, you know, they've been finding a problem with it, saying that uh, he did Jackson State dirty, he did HBCUs dirty. What's y'all take on that? I don't, I don't think he did HBCUs dirty. If anything, he bettered HBCUs. He's done nothing but do great things for HBCUs since he's came to Jackson State. The people who are upset about Prime leaving HBCUs or court or are, of course, African-Americans that are, are the main ones. They're upset because he's leaving HBCU to go to another school that's not predominantly uh, African-American there. But since Prime has came to Jackson State, he's done everything in his power to make it better. 
he's changed the swag forever since he's came there. He's got them a multi-million dollar deal with the uh, TV networks, names on the back of the players' jerseys. He's changed everything. Now HBCUs are getting the recognition they deserve. So now he's going to – he's on a stepping stone right now. Jack State was his stepping stone. Now he's going to Colorado. Colorado's going to be his next stepping stone once he do, does great there. He maybe he might get to a D1 or SEC team uh, coach in the future. But I don't see nothing wrong with him leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado. All right, Lot and Dom. Y'all got – Y'all mind if I peel the, young, the onion back right right quick? Go ahead. Y'all okay with that? Go right ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look, I got a problem with this, man. I'm so sick of African-American people, my people, down to our own people that has done well for us. Let's look at the true facts of what's going on. This man came to an HBCU and changed its life. Flipped it upside down. Something they wasn't prepared for. This man came in there and called out all the people that were doing wrong, all the people that needed to fix things to get things better. He's also went out to the wealthy African-American people and asked them to ask them to become donors to help these young kids have the things they need to be able to grow and be like a power five school. He's also taken his own money and put back into Jackson State, not money that they paid him, but his own money and put back into Jackson State to hate to help them grow. This man has done nothing but everything he promised them. He never promised them that he was going to stay with them for 30 years. But he did promise them that he was going to change and he was going to bring something better there. And that's what he did. I'm so sick of hearing people question why he came. Like Coach Eddie, uh, Eddie, whatever his name is. I can't even think of it. Talking about I him. I think it's, uh, Eddie, was it Eddie Robinson yes. Jr.? Yes, he ain't sweat. I would say to Mr. Eddie Robinson, I'm so glad he not damn swag because swag held swag down for so long. Swag, you same men did, did not stand up for these kids. These kids didn't have their names on the back of their jerseys. These kids uh, facilities, athletic facilities was par, I mean, par at best. These kids had no aberration to do more than what y'all did, except you sitting there accepting your check, but not fighting on their behalf. So, yeah, I'm glad he's not swag because when he came in, he showed y'all and gave y'all a blueprint of what you can do. So when it comes to Deion Sanders, and I'll tell you this, prime time is always going to be prime, but I'm not looking at him as Deion Sanders, the NFL player. I'm looking at Deion Sanders as the coach. And as the coach, he's done nothing but motivated these young men and showed African-American men how they can stand up as men for number one. Gave them a foundation of of faith for number two. Taught them discipline for number three. And taught them that they can win as long as they win together as number four. Our coaches in in, in the SWAC hasn't done that in a long time. I don't believe since Pete Richardson was at Southern University. So to all the people that are knocking this man for doing what he had to do and made a, a family decision to better his career, I feel that I feel that all of y'all should be ashamed of yourselves because he's done nothing wrong to you all. He's given you more, not even including how much money he brought into Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi alone. The mayor talking about, oh, well, he need to show appreciation. What? No, y'all need to show appreciation because he brought over 30 million dollars into your of revenue into your state that you've never seen before. 
He's brought over $20 million in revenue and just merchandise into your, your university that you've never seen before. So we need to stop and get off our soapbox boxes screaming of what he didn't do or what he so say left us. He didn't leave you. He came there. He gave us a blueprint on what we should do. After giving you the blueprint, the man needed to move on and make better things of his life. Jackson State, I'm going to use his words, and I hate to say I'm using somebody else's words, but stop it, Jackson State. Jackson State, stop it. Thank y'all. All right, all right. Now, with that, I'm, I'm going to say like this. He didn't do Jackson State dirty. He didn't do HBCUs dirty. Um, a lot of people find a point of contention that he stated that he was, you know, God told him to take the Jackson State job and, you know, everything like that. They, I don't know, I've seen a lot of people fixated on that one statement. And I don't remember him saying he was going to be the savior for HBCU football and everything. Now, you know, if you know Prime as a player, I mean, he was a bit of a mercenary. If you wanted Deion Sanders, you were going to have to pay because Prime was about Prime. Uh, you know, he, he with the Falcons, they didn't want to pay his money. The 49ers picked him up. He saw opportunity to go with the Cowboys. Cowboys picked him up. You know what you was getting with Prime. He ain't no, I'm going to stick to the sidelines, lay low, and not say nothing. That's why you wanted and welcomed him in it there at Jackson State. So, no, I don't think he did them dirty in any way, shape, or form because they needed. They came into it with their eyes open. Like I say, he transformed the culture there. He showed them a whole different way of conducting business when it came to football. He used his connections to, you know, to afford Jackson State and the players different opportunities. He had Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan got on the – buy suits for all the players, custom suits, this, that, everything. He had relationships with Pepsi. He had relationships with Barstool Sports where you had film crews and documentaries being proven. Like you say, he was able to leverage that to where, you know, the swag, they were able to leverage using Coach Prime and everything to get the deal with ESPN that was boosting them, which is coming up for renegotiation. But that was that has been a big revenue. The swag, you know, director stated that, you know, out of the FCS schools, they were in one of the better positions because of the revenue they were receiving from the ESPN contract. And, you know, they had College Game Day, which is the prominent college football show that's on ESPN every Saturday, come to Jackson State when they played Southern the first time. So when he got there, he was bringing his prime personality and his prime star there. And the, the simple fact is, I think a lot of the people that were saying this, I, I'm like, what 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 else did you want Prime to do? Because y'all hadn't had a winning season, I think, since 2013 or something before he got there. Okay, he's put y'all on the map nationally, you know, when it's conversations. Jackson State name has been up there. So he's built your brand up. Um, with him taking this position, I don't know what else you want to do. He had an undefeated season. They're, they're going to a bowl game. And one thing, at least I haven't read, I haven't heard his players say really anything bad about him that Prime did him wrong or anything to that effect. I haven't heard his coaching staff say Prime did him wrong to that effect. When I look at it with Jackson State, I, I don't know, you know, what official words have been said is that other, but 
when you hired Prime, y'all should have been having a guy there to be, you know, can this guy shadow you on the coaching staff? Because we know you're not going to stay here long, but we would like to have, you know, somebody in the succession position. They didn't do that or whatever. So with Prime going to Colorado, you can't really be mad. I mean, you can feel some type of way to the fact that you're sad to see him go. But when he has a position to make, I mean, hell, 15 to 20 times what you were paying him, how can you really be mad at that? I don't understand that fact. And the simple fact, like you said, you, you know, you stated a great fact, Eric, that he laid the blueprint for you. Not only you, but other schools to follow. You know, nobody's going to hype up the swag, but the swag. That's right. So, you know, whatever it may be, you know, like you say, you have these big time athletes. They always want to, you know, they've been putting on the HBCU gear, this, that, and the other, whatever. But they need to do more, too, if they want to help build up the swag and get it on better footing in my opinion, if they really want to, you know, do something about it. I agree. Like I say, you got LeBron. I think he had a relationship with FAMU where they, you know, use his logo on their basketball jerseys or whatever. But, mm-hmm. hey, man, you have a great you have a great rapport with Nike. Right. Come on, man. Go to these schools. Talk to them, bro. You got a great rapport with Mountain Dew, which is Pepsi and everything. Go to these schools, man. Get that funding to them. You, you know, you got all these guys in the NBA. You got all these guys in the NFL. It's going to take y'all. You got these guys entertainment. It's going to take y'all because especially these entertainers and everything, when it comes to these schools, y'all do these shows. Y'all get paid when it's homecoming week and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's going to take a community, but you can't say Prime didn't put his money where his mouth is. He did that. And now he's going on to Green Pastures, and I think they should wish him well because at the same time, when that man was there, uh, Jackson, Mississippi ain't really treat that man right. That's he right. kept breaking in his office. That's right. Uh, breaking into his car, breaking into his son's shit. So, I mean, hey, bro, it is what it is. This is a business at the end of the day. But at the same time, man, you can't fault a man for wanting to do better for him and his family at the end of the day. That's my take on it. That was a great articulation of that. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> It is because it's, it's just crazy, man. Where a lot of people, I mean, you know, they was playing the song and everything. If you want to leave, you know, then leave. Like, be be gracious, man. Like, the dude was there. He gave y'all three three straight years of fire. You know, what I'm saying on the field, and brought he brought so much to that university, That's right. to that city, man. He brought a spotlight to it, and it just seemed like I don't know what y'all wanted him to do. Y'all wanted him to stay there the next 20 years and do what exactly? But you know that's how our people do us. That's how they do us, man. No matter what you do or how you've done it, it's never enough. Never enough. I bet he was happy. Man, I just think. I just think they did too much, man. They, They did too much bashing the man. About his decision and everything like that, and I'm just like, bro, what what did you expect him to do? It, it, it was I terrible. Mean, you 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 really you really telling me somebody offering you five million, you gonna turn it down when you was making one hundred fifty thousand? Come on, dog. 
Let's but did, be real. Did you see that some of the people that he used to do par I mean, do a paraphernalia and everything for Jackson State was people that was from Jackson State that did a good job with that type of stuff. And he employed them and done work and did business with them to keep money revenue. I mean, to keep revenue pushing through Jackson State instead of him getting Nike or Adidas or somebody else to do it for him. He went to the local people and spent money in city. So my thing is, when it comes to that, man, we got to know how to be appreciative to what we have and be grateful for what we had. And allow this man to go forward in his life and bring, you know, bring the same energy he he had at Jackson State to Colorado. Now, one thing they haven't talked about either is the money that they're receiving from Colorado for for Dion. What kind of stuff is that? Nobody talking about that, though. Mm. We talking, oh, we only talk about the what he ain't doing. Well, let's talk about what he is doing. You know what I mean? So... I tell people all the time when it comes to business, business is business. At the end of the day, no matter how you look at it, it's numbers and it's the bottom line. At the end of the day, Jackson State made money. They profited off of Prime. He did a great job while he was there. You got two SWAT championships. Be happy. Be grateful. When you know, wish this man the best and move forward and find another coach that hopefully can, you know, slide into the spot that he set for. Him. But that's the thing, man. The uh, the I was like, that's the thing. Uh, people of Jackson, they want, they want to keep Dion for the rest of his life, but it was never said that he would stay there, especially, you know, the salary he was given at the time, and what he's done. But people, they want to live on this fairy tale for the rest of their years. And it's just like, I mean, let's look at reality here. We all knew Dion wasn't going to stay here for the rest of his coaching career. He just started his coaching career here and he's going to move up the chain uh, as he gets better with his coaching. But Jackson state, I agree should congratulate him and wish him uh, the best on his coaching career instead of bashing him for his decision to leave. But I really think it's right. coming I, off I, I of. Definitely agree. I think it's really coming off the fact that the players are also leaving as well, because you know, of course, his son is leaving. Uh, a lot of his other son is leaving as well. A lot of other big time recruits that are at Jackson are leaving as well. So I believe that kind of plays a factor uh, in the hatred as well, because all your big time players are leaving. So now Jack stays going back to what. Uh, they used to not really having no big time people there, so we'll uh we'll see how that goes for them. But that's the thing. That's the thing with HBCUs. That's what I'm saying. Where he gave them the blueprint, they don't necessarily have to have a big name like a Deion Sanders. There, I mean, sure, it'd be great to have. Right. What you need to do is you need to. I'm gonna tell you, they need to come in the digital age. This is this is what I, I think HBCU should do. Okay. Have that, you know, you're gonna have to get into the digital age and start creating content. You're gonna need to have uh something where you have social media people that can put stuff together, where you have your players visible, where you have your football program visible, where you could do a weekly show or even a video or something to promote a Jackson State, 
why you should want people to come there. I mean, even with our, our local schools here, we have, you know, we have Southern, we have Grambling. Why is it that they haven't gotten together to put on the Battle of the Bands to where you have that show? You don't need to go to uh, MTV or BET for this and other. You have the internet. You have social media. You have people there. Y'all should be doing and filming this stuff. Y'all could become with your own content. That's going to be able to allow you to leverage that to where you can promote your program. You can promote these guys to where a kid will say, you know what? I like what they're doing there. I want to be involved, mm -hmm. you know, because why I'm not getting these division one offers. Maybe I can go there and maybe transfer because like I say, transfer report is a thing, but these HBCUs, you need to know, you need to be in the marketing game. That's how you're going to get money. It's not going to be the same old way where you're going to try to hit up an alumni to donate money and, you know, fund that. You're going to need to build these relationships with these companies. You're going to have to partner with them on some of this stuff. You know, you're going to have to get active. That's the only way you're going to build the money. They're not just going to give you the money. You're going to have to, you know, find a way to leverage what you have, the institutions and the players and, you know, these these, these programs in order to build yourself up because that's basically all he was doing. You know, that's great. That's great, great information. Value. That's great. You know, there's great historic value with these universities, but they have to come and, you know, able to monetize the natural resource that we have because you can't get HBCU culture anywhere except from an HBCU. That's right. Man, promote, promote that, man. Cause I saw something in Tennessee where it was, um, I don't know if this was like a state uh, congressional meeting or whatever, but it had a, um, a white man. He was asking, uh, the people from Tennessee state, how are they able to get their enrollment and all this other stuff, what they were doing? Cause he's, he's almost like, he was like, well, y'all taking these black players. We would normally get in my school and they going to y'all school. Uh, what are y'all doing? Is it the band, you know, such and such this and the other, like we have natural things to where it's like these athletes should want to go there. But if you can show them to where, Hey man, people are going to see me, you know, you may have an athlete to where it's like, we think this guy can go to the draft. Okay, man, like start putting that content out on these guys. Start promoting them and, you know, work with these guys. Let them do that. That's the way you're going to have to be able to grow the HBCU is doing that in this digital age. I agree 100%. That, that's all I'm saying. I agree. And like I said, he left you with the relationships. Now you got a relationship with Barstool Sports. That's millions of people that can see. Now you got a relationship with a Pepsi. That's 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 billions of dollars right there. You may even tap to if you could tap it to a hundred thousand, that's more you was gonna get. You could tap it to a million, that's even better. But the the same way people want to say he used Jackson State, Jackson State should have been using Prime. That's it right. should have been a mutually beneficial relationship. I agree a hundred percent. But hey, we'll see we'll see how it unfolds, man. But like I say, good good luck to Coach Prime and his family. I think he made the right decision. I agree 100% with that one because I, I would have made the same decision he made. I, I think most people would, man. They just, <laughs> I don't know, they just they just be eating sour grapes. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. But like I say, with that, this wraps up another episode of the Give Me My Points podcast. Like I say, want to thank Mr. Eric for joining us today. 
You know, like I said, we have the P3 Picks, Plays, and Parlay Discord. We want you to join that. Link is in the description. And also subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple. We're on uh, Spotify. We're on Google, Samsung. We're on Audible and Amazon Music. And wherever you get your podcasts, please like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend, be a friend. Anybody else have any other remarks they want to say? Oh, thank y'all for inviting me, man. Thank y'all again. I really appreciate it. I love the information and the knowledge. Anytime, anytime. With that being said, lockable. Peace.